0: Everyone faces questions and decisions that require insight and answers as we move forward personally, professionally, and corporately in all areas of this thing we call life in America today. Hello, this is Joe Scofield, and I invite you to tune in every Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. as we talk together and hear from key leaders of all ages and backgrounds about your questions. Interesting, informative, intuitive but always encouraging. Tune us in on BBS Radio Network. Join Pastor Joe and co-hosts
1: Ron Greer, Dr. Paul Hall, Stephanie Thayer, and Dr. Craig Thayer in Raising Expectations.
0: Good evening, friends. We're sure glad to see you. It's Monday night, time for Raising Expectations, and we are so glad you've tuned us in tonight. We've got a wonderful program, as you know, with our good friend, uh, Pastor Will Hobbs. It's going to be a great evening. Uh, there's, there's so many things happening in the world today. Hopefully it's going to be something that once again will, will raise your expectations to encourage you and know that, uh, God's got a plan and he is in control no matter what happens. And, uh, as you know, we're all men and women of, uh, belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are Christ followers, born again believers. Our sins are under the shed blood of Christ at the foot of Calvary and we know that we're going to see those we love and be with him someday in heaven because he is coming again. But in the meantime, it's exciting to know that each and every day along the way, God is working to bring his will about in our lives individually and collectively so that he will be lifted up and people will find the answer they're looking for that will last forever. So glad that you tuned in again tonight, and we're we're thankful for you. I'm going to show you our team real quick. You all know the team, uh, but if you're turning in, I get it every week. Some kind of a text will come to me saying, yeah, "Who was that person again?" And uh, so we're going to go through this again really quick. We're going to go on the West Coast first, as you know. We start out there on the West Coast with my good friend and our our brother in Christ, Dr. Paul Hall, in Lompoc, California. And uh, Paul's a retired pastor, been my friend for fifty five years. And mm. It's really a miracle in and of itself because we're only forty. That's right, Paul. Oh, your nose is growing. How's mine doing? But anyway, it is. Look it up. <laughs> okay. <there> it goes. <laughs> yeah, we've known each other a long time. we brothers in Christ, and uh, he is a retired pastor. He's a Bible teacher. He's, he knows the Word of God. He he knows how to be used of the Holy Spirit to bless and to comfort, and to help people. And everybody who knows Paul very soon begins to love Paul. Love you, brother. Glad you're here tonight. Good to see you. Thank you. Good to see you. So we're going to jump the plane and and fly to the south of the United States. Actually, it's it's the east side of the south. How'd I do, Ron? But in any event, we're going to be there in Dalton, Georgia. And there in Dalton, Georgia, two of our favorite people in the world, uh, uh, Steph Thayer and Dr. Craig Thayer. Uh, Dr. Craig, I'll start with him this time. I'll start on the right and then we'll we'll let her take the credits. And she did, made it such a good job on you. But <laughs> Dr. Thayer, Craig, we call him Tank. Everybody who knows him calls him Tank. Uh, You read about it in his book, uh, Saved. You'll want to get a copy of his book, Saved. It's an excellent story about uh everything that he did, even the sixth grade, things that happened way back then. God works in the ordinary, finding God there, is one of the thrills in life, one of the exciting things in life because God's always been there. Sometimes we snooze through and missed out. So you want to make sure you get a copy of that book, Save. He is a surgeon, a trauma surgeon, he's a coach, he's a great dad, he's a, a missionary. Really, he's done just about everything as God has called him in his life and uh we love and appreciate Tank very much and uh it's like we say we're blessed to have him as our brother in Christ. Now he's the one on the right. You already figured that out. There's no test, don't worry. But on his right, <laughs> he's on my right, there is his wife, Steph, there, who, as we say every week, is the number one. We say it because it's a true. We only share, we only cover facts on this program. She is the greatest health and wellness coach in the nation. And I want you to write something down because she, with her her website, Wellness with Steph, she has a great new program starting out, and you're gonna love it. It's called Live Your Life Out Loud, and you're going to want to find that. And here it is right there. Uh, you need to pray for her. She is going to be used to God in a mighty way to help and to bless women uh, with, with situations in their lives that only someone like Steph can reach with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, and turn their life around and help them. We can't do it, guys, but she can. And so hold her up and pray. And so check that page out also, just like our page, and see what she's doing. We're really excited about what God's doing in Steph's life, because we love and appreciate her just like we do Tank. So this is going to be really neat as we pray for her. So um, now if we come back this way, uh, or as they say in the South, this way since we're there, and we do it right now, which means right now, So you end up in Texas before you know it. And in Texas, in in McKinney, Texas, is one of our favorite pastors in the state there. And his name is Pastor Ron Greer. And as you know, Ron, he's famous world, famous for having the best Bookcase on, on the entire web, anywhere you're going to find. It's right there. It's beautiful. <laughs> Ron, is, uh, Ron is a great pastor, a great friend. He's, he's, he knows his politics too. He, he ran for office once or twice. And this guy is, uh, he's kind of a Johnny on the spot. He's got answers <laughs> around. But the most important thing is all those answers land in the grip of grace and God puts him out as he leans his life into the will of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God uses him every day, which is really fun, really exciting. And I'm sure glad that we get to be brothers in Christ. So he's right there in McKinney, Texas, and he works for Man in the Mirror. So uh, he's there in in Georgia, South, South Georgia, Georgia, actually, the South. And he is a counselor. He works with churches, with men, and everything else. Uh, I'm putting all my old age into one thing, just remembering the South. Other than that, I'm right on. it, spot on. But in any event,
1: <laughs>
0: you ever do that? You just remember one thing, and it's going to be that one thing. It's going to be a brain freeze because you love your but you laugh with them and you forget it. But anyway, uh, right there, and I didn't give any secret <laughs> addresses out this time. How am I doing, Tank? But anyway, we'll be right on going here. Hey, guys, listen, we have got a, a great young man, a great young pastor with us tonight. I had the privilege of of uh, working with him, and uh, he ministered to me so many times. He's he's a Texas, <clears throat> Texas A&M Aggie and uh, Southwestern Seminary there, and this guy just loves the Lord, and uh, he just did things. I would pitch him things to work on, and he'd come back, and he just did incredible ministry there in the church that we were able to serve together in. So I was so thankful that God gave me the blessing of Will Hobbs to be one of my guys to work in and to bless my life there at this church. So uh, he is now one of the pastors there at Kelview Heights Baptist Church in Midland, Texas, and we were talking about a month ago and just kind of two in the stories what's going on in the world a little bit and uh we came up with this idea he had a great title on it love of god family and country because this is valentine's day and everybody right now is kind of thinking about their uh, valentine's that's a good thing to do that's his lovely wife lauren and two precious little girls look are, are they sweet she'll tell he'll tell us about them some but love of god family and country we want those girls when they grow up to have a country that still loves the nation and loves the church and loves God and loves husbands and wives in reverse order, but that's the way that rolls. So I want to introduce you to that very quickly. So I'm going to let him go. What we're going to do tonight is have him go ahead and just share the things that God's laid in his heart this week. And then as he shares these things, he'll give us a spot to kind of jump in and, and uh, we'll just, we're going to have a great discussion. If you have something that he lays on your heart that's really, uh, Really grabs a hold of you. Feel free to call in. TJ's there. We've got the best engineer you're gonna find anywhere. TJ will get a hold of that for you and take that call and you'll be set to go. So uh with without any further ado, we're gonna welcome from Calview, Midland, Texas, there, Calview Baptist, uh Pastor Will Hobbs, and we're gonna give you the right hand of fellowship. We got that one down, huh? Will welcome to raise <laughs> it. Oh, I did it wrong, didn't I? Yeah, well, you can well, do the
2: right
0: hand. <laughs> yeah, right hand of fellowship works, yeah. The round the clock and thanks for being here, whatever it's called. Thank Stephanie, what so is that about... again?
2: It's the round of applause. It's actually from Boy Scouts.
0: <laughs> I, I love it. Well, Stephanie was the too, Boy Scouts. Too many years round Baptist round church.
2: <laughs> can do hey, okay. hey will, guys.
0: We'll
3: get to have you with fun. Fun. I will. Hello. Yeah, if I'd have been in Boy Scouts, I would have known about that one. Is that <laughs> yeah. clockwise or counterclockwise? I... No, no, clockwise.
0: Okay. <laughs> clock, clock. Yeah. No,
3: that's great. I before y'all did that, I had never seen it before. That's funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, is this our Valentine's In England it's
3: called anti-clockwise.
0: Is oh, that rewind time? Rewinding <laughs> time. <laughs> Well oh, we're on a
3: roll now, Will. You're oh gracious. Now. So Joe, is this our Valentine's Day talk? Right? Yeah. That,
0: that's the one. We had some of those before he got married. That's some he met a she he married the most wonderful young lady, Lauren's mm. a sweetheart, and they uh they were a couple, the whole church was just just loved what they were doing. And we're so happy and proud for what God's done in their lives. But I'm gonna let Amen. him talk now. Will you
3: the the way my time off worked when we i worked at the church with joe and we um my wife and i got married and the way my time off worked we my dad bought us a cruise for our honeymoon so it's a seven day balcony don't ever get balcony because once you do it you can't go back so seven day balcony that he put us on out of galveston and we had it all planned but most of those you get on the ship on a sunday and you get off on a sunday well that's two sundays in a row so I couldn't do three. So our wedding was on a Saturday and Joe did our wedding. And so we had church the next day. Well, everybody at church was expecting, okay, you're already gonna be on your honeymoon, but it was a week delayed. Do you remember that, Joe? Yeah. You show up. It was a one week delay. So I show up at church the next day and I'm you know doing my normal thing and checking on classes and stuff, and they're looking at me like, What in the world are you doing here? What happened? Said, we have one more week, one more week. But no, that was great. Yeah, that was great. Oh, okay, so yeah, tonight we're going to talk about love of God, family, country. Definitely in that order, but just those three things. When we talk about those three—love for God, love for family, love for our country—I think it's important to talk about the love of God first. Amen. Because everything else is really based off of that. Now, why is that? Well. Because if God is the source of love, and I believe he is, then when we, we have to go to the source to find out what the proper definition is and also the perfect example of how to receive that love and then how to show that love to other people. So we have to go to the source to find out what is love. I mean, we're not going to know unless we go to the source. A lot of people have a lot of really bad definitions of love. I'm sure you guys Mm -hmm. have heard some of them and you hear it and you think that's, that's really not love. And then sometimes you hear it and you think, yes, spot on. That's a great example. So we have to go to the source to find out the answer to the question, what is love? And also, how do we live that idea out in our lives? What does this actually look like? So the four gospel letters, for those of you who don't know, these are great. If you've never read them, you should go read them. Um, there's even reader Bibles you can grab. If you want to read them online, you can do that for free. If you want to grab a reader's Bible, uh, they take the, uh, chapter and verse markings out and you can just read it in paragraph form. Like you read any novel or any book, mm. uh, great way to read through the gospels. If you just want to read through the story. So the four gospel letters are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Okay. They tell us the true story about how God took on human DNA in the person of Jesus Christ so that he could connect with mankind and relate personally to us, be tempted just like we are, but yet perfectly say no to sin and to disobedience. And then even though he didn't have to die to pay for your sin that you could not pay for, that separated you from a perfect and loving God. So the complete payment really has already been made for you by Christ on the cross So if you accept that payment and ask Jesus to do that for you personally, then you have every bit of his righteousness that gets placed in your account. And that I think is the best, most pure display of love that humanity will ever see. So when we receive that love and then we take that love to other people, No, we can't die for other people's sins like Jesus did, but we can show that same type of love that Jesus showed us to others. So that type of selfless love that puts the other person's needs first and really wants God's best for that person. Okay, so that's the first thing, love of God. Um, If you're going to talk about loving family, loving my neighbor, loving my country, uh, it starts with love of God. First, it's given to you. And then you have the ability to extend it to everyone around you. So that's the first thing. Now, look, I think you can show love to other people around you without knowing who Jesus is, without trusting him as your Savior, but not completely. And you won't have the best internal guide to show you how to do it or to give you the desire to do it in the first place. You're not going to have that right motivator that you need to have. So it's really the best thing to start with the love of God. Uh, So that's the first thing. Second thing is the love of family. Now, you could just say vertical for the first thing. You could also say horizontal for the second. That's another way that people explain that. So this would include, we're gonna talk more about family, but obviously this would include anyone around me, anyone at work, coworker down the hall, neighbor across the street, neighbor next door. So love of family, even if you're single, this applies to you really because you typically do have a family. And even if you don't have a physical family or any kind of relationship with them, if you're a believer in Christ, you have an even more important family. And that's the one that you have with other believers. So the second thing is that. It's love of family. And then the third thing is love of country. Okay, so the application of how to show love for your country might look a little different depending on where you live on this planet, right? I mean, I think we all can... Of different examples for that, but so here we're focusing more on where we are currently, the United States of America, and then of course, if y'all want to, we could branch out and consider what that might look like in a different country. So that's the third thing love of country. Um, and I just want to say about that although some of our country's founders would switch number two and number three in order of priority, a few of them would say that, in other words. Some of our founders said that the country should actually come before family, Mm. and that might sound strange to us, and I'm not sure whether I would follow that in every application or situation of that idea, but they did have a significant point in prioritizing it that way, and here's what it was. Their thought was, what good is trying to take care of your family over your country when your country's falling apart, your government's getting too tyrannical, and they're doing injury either personally or economically to your family and to your future generations. Mm -hmm. So I do understand and agree with that part of their line of thought. But I don't know that I would prioritize country over family in any particular given situation. I think that there are some where I would. I think that there are some where, you know, I might not. Uh, Patrick Henry, uh, you know, back then it was open ballot. So you didn't, you didn't campaign for yourself and spend all this mil- these millions of dollars of campaign money and open ballots. So if people in a community knew a guy who they said, hey, Patrick Henry would make a great governor. You know, if they knew a guy who would make a good spot, they would write him in. And if he got the most votes, he won the election. They felt obliged. They felt duty bound to fill that position if they were voted in. And so Patrick Henry kept telling the people in the states that quit putting me in, I think it was probably the third time, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm remembering correctly, he said, I'm done. I'm, I'm getting older. I want to spend time with my family, you know, quit voting for me. (laughs) They put him in again. And again, I looked this up. I think it was the third time put him in again and he, he won and he, he could have turned it down, but he said, Nope, they put me in. I have a duty to do it. I'll be with my family later. And he went and did it. So the third thing is love of our country. And maybe other than number one, the love of God, I think that this third one might be the most misunderstood and the most underappreciated and therefore the most unapplied one of the three. So if we're going to love our country, then we need to be good citizens, right? Mm-hmm. We need to get involved in voting. We need to be engaged and active as, you know, so we were joking about if this is the Valentine's Day episode, Joe, but, but really it, it is that. But it's also really the the primaries coming up in March. So it's kind of that, too. You know, we can talk a little bit about that. If we're going to show love to our country, we need to be good citizens. Uh, Mm -hmm. We need to be involved in voting. We need to be engaged and active as good citizens of our country. We need to be serving somewhere in our society, somehow, somewhere. And so I would say this. I don't think this is too strong of a statement. You can't love your country without getting involved in the government sphere. Whether that's local, you know, I've served before as a deputy voter registrar, just to help you you wouldn't believe how many people are not registered to vote or they moved and they they've been there five years and they thought, oh, I haven't registered yet. Um, We have an obligation, we have a, a blessing and a privilege to be able to do that. So I've served as a deputy voter registrar before. So that would be a local level idea or example. You can serve as a poll watcher. You know, a lot of communities, they're saying, well, people are cheated cheated at the polls. There was speculation of that. I do believe that went on. I don't know to what scale, obviously. If you're concerned about that in your area, go serve as a poll watcher and keep them accountable and have accountability. This is how this happens, right? Honesty, when all the honest people sit at home on their hands, the dishonest people can get away with almost anything they want. So go serve as a poll watcher or another type of election official. That's a great example, local. My uncle has served as a judge in Texas for years. And so, uh, again, that's just a great example of how to serve on a local level. Whether that's at the state level, there's a lot of opportunities to serve at the state level, or whether that's at the federal level. Uh, My brother served in the Marines at 8th and I Barracks in Washington, D.C. Yeah, yeah, Ron. He had a uh, top clearance to help with D.C. security, White House, things like that. My sister-in-law serves right now in the U.S. Capitol on the House side, not on the Senate, under the chief administrative officer. So there's a great federal idea. Um, I have a rich family legacy of military history. Both of my grandpas served in the Navy and the Army Air Corps in World War II. My great uncle served in the Navy training UDT frogmen. Ron and some of you other guys, you probably know what that is. Those are the predecessor of SEALs, basically. The UDT frogmen, um, he ran the Hawaii dive station for a while and other, let's just say, other special deep sea tasks that needed to be done. He did those or helped do those. Uh, So there are many different ways to serve. And if we're going to be good, and and, hey, it doesn't matter if you're on the seafloor doing a special mission or doing demo work or training UDTs, frogmen, you know, Navy SEALs, running a dive station. If you're doing something fancy like that, or you're sitting at a poll location in your neighborhood or just outside of your neighborhood as a poll watcher, both of those jobs are extremely important. And mm-hmm. so don't think, oh man, I'm I'm just a poll watcher. What can I do? Crucial job. As we, I think we saw last election. Mm-hmm. In in certain areas, not everywhere, but in certain areas, that that is an important job. More people should have been doing that. So there are a lot of different ways to serve. Um, if we're going to be good citizens, we need to understand that our country is worth saving. Man. And a common illustration of that is this question. Here's a question. Are more people trying to get out of our country or are more people trying to get in our country? And, <laughs> and we know the answer to that question, don't we? So I want to dive a little bit more into this third area of our life uh, that's so important because in the past, as I've been on this show, we have talked a lot about God. And and of course, we can do that tonight, too. We have talked a lot about family. We've spent two weeks, right, Joe? We did two shows on marriage. Those are all very important things. I can dive into this third area uh, a little bit more. I do have more to say there. But before I do, do any of y'all want to zoom out for a little bit and discuss either love or any of these three areas that are so central to our lives. You have God, family, and country, and they're really three of the main spheres that God uh, built for us uh, and centered us in. What do you guys think? I'll say something. Um, There was a recent poll
4: done uh, in the age group of 18 to 24, and only 20% of that group are patriotic. So somewhere along the way, they've lost our history, um, the cost of freedom, um, all those things. And so I think your points to listeners should be, hey, if you can take that and serve your community and be a mentor to these that age group or people around that age group, and, Teach them stuff. I mean, show them cemeteries with old crosses and what the cost was, and you know, get back to loving your country, and don't watch the stupid media because it's so negative. It just makes you, you know, it makes you a conspiracy theory, conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Overnight, yeah.
3: So no one's got to trust anymore. Yeah, if it bleeds, I- it leads. Is that what the? Yeah. It's right. Yeah. <laughs>
5: uh, Tank, on on that issue, uh, I think the survey was 69% uh, don't believe that America is a good place and aren't patriotic. Uh, Ages, I think it's 15 to 30, I believe, 69% no longer think America is is a a good place, a great country. And I think I read another thing, something it was uh, 30, I think 30, 30 some odd percent also say they would never uh, fight for America. Mm. even if even if we were attacked it it's uh it, it it's a sad state but i but i I want to echo what the things you said the one thing that I, that I do have one thought I do have is that we separate those three things, and in my head they they can't be separated mm. uh, that, that makes sense <laughs> that, that, that my my ultimate love of God uh prompts me to love my family yes. and then love the place I live. Mm-hmm. and say so it, it's sort of all all three at one time That's
0: i exactly cannot right. love
5: I, I cannot i cannot i cannot truly and and uh love god if i don't love my family you know mm-hmm. you don't say that you love me but hate your brother uh don't say that you love me not and you're not sacrificial living for your wife you, you can't uh, husbands mean fathers don't exasperate your children you know don't, don't treat them harshly. why because the first three chapters talks about my identity and my position and my love for, for Christ. And then mm-hmm. everything flows from that, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, the, and the country itself, I think if you, we look at the last part of Ephesians, talk about the workplace and slaves to their masters, right? Mm-hmm. Then we can go on also kind of extrapolate that out. We're going back where Paul got it from. And that's a love for the place that God has placed you because in Acts uh, 26, God has already determined your, the time you live in, and the boundaries in which you live so the country and place right. you live in yeah. god has yeah. predetermined long before you got here yeah the, the, the era you live in god has already predetermined that and you go well why why did he determine me be here right the rest of the other of, of, of the passage talks about the things god did through their lives so they had a great impact on the place they live and i think we can honestly say if it had not been for christianity and the impact of christianity we would all still be living as as barbarians, yeah. Christianity civilized the world
3: uh, Ron, for, good, for, good Christians make good citizens, living absolutely. consistently with their faith, not like, we've seen That's examples true. of living inconsistently like James, yeah. Day, but we've seen Plymouth where they do yes. live consistently
5: yes proverbs twenty nine when the righteous are in authority <laughs> people rejoice uh, mm-hmm. was proverbs um, um uh, eleven uh, when the righteous thrive, right, the the, the, uh, the city city rejoices. Right. Mm, so, yeah. whenever the righteous are act impacting, living mm. out our faith, yeah, everybody else benefits from. It. So, yeah, Sorry, long time. No,
3: no, that's yeah. perfect. It's exactly yeah. right.
0: Amen.
4: Yeah, but I think we're in a world where it's inconvenient to be righteous.
5: Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> by I design. Cross, <laughs> I
4: have to cross the road for the smirt and it's on the ground dying. Uh, yeah. I'll yeah. continue on my drive. I'll be late.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Craig, you do pay a price. And like Ron said by design, yeah, you do pay a price for living righteously. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a good point.
5: But it's what does uh, God say the Adam's son? <laughs> Sin is crouching at your door. You mm. know?
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Waiting, yes, there's a lion.
5: we can't devour absolutely, yes. absolutely. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, one other point. Um, you, you asked the question, how de- How is it that you have so many people who don't understand what used to be a common notion? You go back, you say, you What you mentioned, Patrick Henry and, and the founders. I mean, it was a common notion, right? And I think part of it is that. They were still close enough to the what they left to to, to start this experiment yeah they, they understood the, the the impact of not having those loves and those things and that priority. they understood it. we have i think our comfort and advancements in technology and everything else has sort of dulled our our senses and i and i won't let the school system off the hook I. Still to this day, I will hold that it's an intentional strategy on the parts of a people. Yes. Yeah. To use the educational system to dumb down, uh, um, yeah. devalue,
3: uh, and fool our kids. Yeah, I mean, Webster would people. be horrified. The father of education, yeah, Webster would yeah. be just uh, totally at odds with, yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Will,
0: absolutely. if you got another point there, yeah, go ahead. That's great discussion, yes. yeah with you ron amen
1: yeah and
3: ron it's interesting you said that because you know you were talking just a second ago about um not not having the perspective of where they came from and back then they they were fresh from persecution and other things yeah. and you know when you shared that stat and and craig and ron shared those stats about uh that age group i it I'd be curious. I don't know the answer to this. I'd be curious to see what percentage of that same age group have not had much exposure back to what you were saying, Ron, to these, even today to other things going on in other countries. Hey, go travel to China. Hey, go travel to certain areas of the Middle East. Hey, go travel to, you know, I mean, we have, um, we're live. I'm not going to name them. We have a missionary uh, that we're very connected with uh, and, I don't even know. I guess I won't even say the country. Um, He's in Southeast Asia and it's a closed country. You're not supposed to be able to get in. We, we smuggle Bibles in, we smuggle all kinds of stuff in, which is ironic. It's probably being smuggled right next to illegal drugs. So right next to what shouldn't be being smuggled, we're smuggling good things and we're planning churches and he is doing so much work with the locals there. And you have to, you have to equip lead locals to Christ and you have to equip and trust them because you may not get to stay as an American or as a, if you're a South Korea, South Koreans uh, is a great missionary launching country right now. They get to access to a lot of countries. We don't as Americans. So that's awesome. God's moving in South Korea in a lot of ways. Um, But he might not, this fellows from America, he might not get to stay there, Ron. And so he might come back. So he has to train these local guys. Well, He's in constant contact with them. We equip them with a phone and a scooter and a certain number of dollars per day. It would astound you guys how low the number is for them to live on. And they're, I mean, content is an understatement uh, just with that level. We do try to get it up over time, but just with that level of provision. And Ron, just in the last, uh, I can't remember the time frame he gave us an update within the last week. Just in the last, I think since 2020, he's lost 19 of his pastors to, not to disease, to, uh, they've been killed. Oh
1: my. Uh,
3: Because in this area of Southeast Asia, when you come against extreme Buddhism and other things like that, um, if you come to Christ, not only are you considered dead to your family, they'll, they'll just, uh, they'll kill you. So um, he's lost a lot of these pastors to that. And so, back to what y'all were saying, you you take this age group, but they can't legally get over there. But let's say we could get them to an area like that and say, look look at what a complete lack of the gospel and, and morals can look like. And, and um, I bet the percentage is 99. I don't know what it is. Percent, Ron, of of that same age group that has not had much exposure to things like that.
4: Yeah, I think that's what the... Commentary was exactly right. A generation of people that knew God because he grew up with them, but then didn't transfer that knowledge to the next generation. So yes. that was, they have no idea what God stands for, how purposeful He is, and everything in control. And yes. which then translate to patriotism and the what Ron was saying—just that inner Holy Spirit of giving the ultimate servant of your life to save someone else from the bullet that's being you now thrown at them from an enemy. So I need to defend our country. So um yeah. I think when you haven't been exposed to those things, you just you you don't know.
3: Yeah.
4: And that's the thing that can be taught, I think.
5: Absolutely. And Absolutely. then you have
4: like our three oldest have have gone through public schools. And um the last to go through the public school. Luckily got didn't go through the Common Core stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean our oldest was in LA going to Cal State, Dominguez Hills and in mm-hmm. Cal State, LA. And I mean, we'd visit her and she'd be, Oh man, socialism is great. You know, it's just like
0: you know,
4: whatever the current class yeah, was, what-
1: where? Where, oh, where? where, Where is right. that? <laughs> no, but but six
2: did, weeks later, it was a new thing. It was a
1: new thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you
4: ever make America's considered the first argument, the Mayflower Compact? I mean, it began kind of that way with people not chipping in, and so they weren't working. And there was a point where they made the compact, which specifically said, you, you sow what you reap. <laughs>
2: The Bible is a great example of this. And I, I do the chronological Bible every year. So I'm, I'm actually in numbers right now, but near the beginning. And you see a lot of God thinning out problematic nations and communities that are not doing what God has said. And I mean, consistently poor, I'm with poor Israel in the wilderness, you know, and over and over, he's like, what are you doing? Don't intermingle with these people. Oh, we need to separate the ones that are idolizing. Oh, he is constantly. And many of them were not even a generation away from Mm -hmm. slavery or all this wickedness, just the debauchery, all the things that they've been through. And so it just shows you how easy it is for human nature to get away from it. And that God's intent really is for us to be using the Bible as a moral compass. And it's this constant battle to keep that happening.
0: When that generation had seen the parting of the Red Sea and had seen all those things stop and what had happened like that, and then to, to get like that, it makes me stop and think, you know, we get so inundated with things. We need to watch the news. We need to know what's going on. We need to pray. We need to do like we saying, be involved. But at the same time, we need to be on our knees every morning and night and say, Lord, always remind me, I know I love you because you have done this, 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 and this. Thank you for loving me. We need to keep plugged in so that we don't lose that. That that just hit me. How could they forget that? It's amazing to me, you know,
5: what
3: he's well, done. Well,
5: I mean, that, that's, I, I would agree, except for I said, don't watch the news. <laughs> you yeah. Yeah, can find it. <laughs> yes. our, our intake of, of God's presence
3: <laughs> through his word and through prayer need to be uh, um, more than our intake of of news. I mean, yeah, I shouldn't bury my head under the sand and not know anything that's no. going but
0: yeah. stay in the word. Amen. Yeah. But right.
3: Dave Ramsey accurately calls it fear born. Yeah. yeah, they keep yeah. you afraid and you're going to click yeah. and you're going to watch and you're going to and you just sit there like a chicken pecking at the, you know, at the food. Absolutely, it Absolutely. Just, just, It's crazy. Yeah.
0: Well, every night when I turn the news off, I go to Psalms where it says forever, O Lord, thy plans are settled in heaven. Take that. Okay, we're good. <laughs> time sleep. Right, Ron? <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> go ahead, Will. Um, okay. I, also <laughs> I, think, ahead. I yeah. think
2: right now, people yeah. hearing, you know, love your nation, that, that triggers some people. Well, what if you said love your culture? All of a sudden, people take that differently, right? If you think yes. about yeah. the holidays, the things you do in your home, we do some really silly things, right? Everybody probably has their stuff. I don't <laughs> know, because my great grandma, you know, eight times back, did it. Well, that's also just like our nation, right? I I like what you said, Ron, because it's true. When I think about family, some of those traditions and things just go with, I can't separate out one from the other. And you should love and want to keep where you've come from.
0: Yes. Yes. The cultural is fine as long as you become an American. Thankful for the culture (laughs) you have as an American and what that stands for, too. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, Will. (laughs) Go ahead.
3: No, no, I just, I think you guys are all right. I, there are things that God gave us to do here. And and yeah. however we couch it rhetorically, I think it's fine. If, if we were to say, reach our culture, if we were to say, right. love our country, if we were to say, you know, serve in government, however you'd want to phrase that. There are things God gave us to do, and, right. and we're all saying the same things, just in different right. ways. And And you're exactly right that there's a good, there's a tactful way to say it, depending on who you're talking to. And and so love is not, when we talk about love and we're talking about Valentine's Day, we're talking about loving in these three spheres of life. You know, love is not just an emotion. Emotions action. involved, but it's also an action. Yeah. Uh, love is an action accompanied by emotion that seeks the benefit of its object. Right. So I think that is what we need to focus on in our relationship with God or our relationship with family or other people which would include our neighbors and our relationship with our country through our government is, those things are just so, so crucial. Mm-hmm.
5: Well, are, are, the, I recall, Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, <clears> yeah, Craig,
3: passage, what you passage got? Passage
4: in the Bible that for king and country sings, for without love, this would all be
2: meaningless.
4: yeah. And I mean, it's a whole, you know, paragraph or more. yeah. I don't know, I forget where it is, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's God's point. I right? just, yeah. just don't follow the rules. Just don't cross, cross the T's and dot the I's. Don't do it because you're religious. Yes. You know, it's got to be from your heart.
0: Right.
4: Well, you, been, can... help you. Yeah. Amen. And, you know, we can do it. I mean, what she said, and I love the word culture, because I forget, I think I used that interviewed by a UK guy on a podcast and we're just like brothers across the sea. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. what unites cultures is food. <laughs> we don't discriminate against the food. No. I love all the different foods. Thank God we have different cultures for the different foods.
2: It's true.
0: It's a good point. Yeah, wherever. Maybe. By the
2: way, that's First Corinthians 13 thing you're talking
0: about. That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think
5: back to, um, wait, let me wait. Paul, you, I'm sorry. I don't want to jump in. Sorry. I thought Paul was saying something. You're going to say
1: something. No, I was not say anything.
5: Yes, you were. I right. will.
1: No, I wasn't.
5: Uh, yes, you were. <laughs> <work>. Yes, you were. <laughs> <Yes,
1: you're> <laughs> no, I, I'm just, I'm, when I was in high school and elementary school, my teachers had come back from the European front. Yes. And yes. Uh, my science teacher was a top turret gunner on a, on a B, you know, on a bomber, uh, my uncle was a side gunner on a B twenty four. They very rarely talked about their war experiences, but we had great respect for them because we knew they did something significant. Yeah. And uh, I, I think, given the given the nature of uh, where we've been recently, um, my brother in law, when nine eleven happened, went out and signed up. He said, "They're not going to do it. They're we're not." Let them get away with that right. uh, a little phrase that I found um and I just want to interject it it said uh a warrior doesn't fight because of the people in front of him; he fights for the people standing behind him Amen. and uh, we we better remember you know that that we've been entrusted with that that responsibility to fight for people that we love, you know to, and little jesus meek and mild you know jesus didn't lay down he didn't roll over no and no i don't think you know when when he was challenged i think he he stood to the challenge um and i i think that's important um john smith who came over uh for the jamestown settlement in 1607 Mm -hmm. in his diary uh there's there's a little statement he wrote he said uh we we will succeed because of our hard work our perseverance and our virtues mm. mm-hmm. and uh, i think it's important to remember our virtues bill bennett you remember bill bennett mm-hmm. uh he, went he was secretary of education he wrote a book called the book of virtues and uh, it was you know wildly pop it was uh popular yes. i wonder in school now if you talked about virtues uh what are our virtues what does it mean to be a virtuous person Um, And I I think those are things that we need to address. If not in school, we certainly need to. I mean, it needs to be done at school, but it needs to start in the home. You know, our kids need to see that we're virtuous people and we're virtuous because of our love for the Lord, you know, what he's done for us. I think, I just think that's something um, important. Last last little thought, Uh, as Christians, uh, I really like the the writings of C.S. Lewis and in uh, one of he made a statement about his uh, series of uh, about Narnia he says christians we need to remember that we are all between the paws of aslan <laughs> and uh, you know let, let's just not let's let's don't be fearful we are between yeah. the paws of aslan mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know <laughs> christ he has given so much and uh, for us to be willing to step up, you know, whatever that means, you know, however means that takes. So those are my thoughts. You know, it, it's uh, it's so discouraging. It can be so discouraging if we get wrapped up in what appears to be. But I think I remember in the Old Testament, there was a, there was a prophet who said uh, when his servant came and said, we're surrounded, we're in trouble. He said, go take another look. <laughs> right. and. Uh, He took another look and what happened? They were, the mountains were full of fiery horses and chariots. And we need to hold that vision. We need to hold
3: that vision. So that's just what I wanted to throw in there. And Paul, you know, with Lucy and Aslan, C.S. Lewis did a great job of putting us in Lucy's shoes that no matter what she was facing, how hard the trial was, she Mm -hmm. knew Aslan was somewhere close. And then when Mm -hmm. she got to see him, she was the one who would run first to him. She was the one who would just sit with him. And she knew he was strong. He's not a sucker, but she knew – he's not a wimp, but she knew that he was loving and caring. And so C.S. Lewis did a brilliant job of, I think, putting us in Lucy's shoes, wanting us mm-hmm. to be more like – we wanted, when we read the story, to be more like her because she's the one who got it. That's yeah she got it. For those – Maybe no one listening has ever not read those books, but in case you haven't, this land very clearly represents Christ.
5: Mm-hmm. If you don't yeah. read the book, there's the video. <laughs> you can at least watch. you know, I I, I I I think back to uh, I think it's Genesis 12, uh, where God calls Abraham out, and then He says He gives him the promise and He gives him the land and people. So, mm-hmm. and then later on, He reminds them uh, that. There's really nothing special about you. I chose you in order to send you into the into the nation, nations around you, and you say for what purpose? Well, so that you would impact the nations around you for me, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the kingdom impact. And then you you fast. for I mean, so there's constant throughout the Old Testament. God calling His people to this uh, relationship, right? A love for Him that is sacrificial. Love God, like your heart, soul, and mind, and strength. You know, for what purpose? So that I can use you to impact the world around you. become a picture of the rest of the nations of hope and of love. And most of all, for, for this mighty God. Right. Mm-hmm. Second Peter two, he says that we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. So still now the church is God's chosen people. And say, what yeah. purpose? The purpose is to impact the world and where God has placed us. Exactly, because if and if we're not loving God, we're not impacted. And right. and, and I'll, I I'll, I know people will be angry, <laughs> but I I still will contend that when there's no impact from God's people in the communities and the neighborhoods, and the places they live, mm-hmm. they have ceased to be the God the people of God. Amen. We have ceased mm-hmm. being God's people.
3: Salt and, and light. Uh, yes unless something's rotten yeah
5: exactly yeah. I, I was i was at a conference and I, I will admit i was i was escorted out kicked out off the stage <laughs> <laughs> because it, it was a, a number of um a bunch of <clears> the <throat> pastor's conference yeah. and i was called to speak on one issue but it was something much more pressing at the time and they were mostly inner city pastors and something that happened so i was I, I was I probably was a little more a little more emotional than I need to be at the time.
3: You have but to tell me the story God, later, but go ahead.
5: <laughs> yeah. but I just felt God at the time. It said so. You had this horrendous criminal activity, this degradation take, taking place around this area and these, these, these this city. Yes. And it, the city. and the concentration of, of churches. There's a joke that there's a church on every corner in this mm. in this whole area, right?
0: Steve, highest homicide
5: rate, highest crime rate. Highest single uh, uh, <laughs> parent uh, family household rate, on and on and on. And my, my point to them is if you are, you claim to be God's people and God's church, you're wow. in the middle of a neighborhood that continues to decline and just and, 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 and be destroyed, mm. you're in sin. You're no longer being God's people. You're useless. Uh, <laughs> you're worth nothing to be rather than be thrown out and trampled on by feet. Mm. And, I, and I would still hold the American church. Given right. the decline of of the of the country and the culture, mm. I say that we are God's people in sin. We have withdrawn and closed ourselves inside, and we are no longer impacted. We're letting yeah. everybody else do it, and we we're shocked And yeah. some of the crazy stuff goes on in our government and our
0: police department. Ron, I got to jump red- in. I only got one minute. Oh, I got oh sorry. Well wow. wow. No, no, that's a sorry. great story. I'd like to keep Ooh. going. But yes. uh, uh, sorry, sorry, Will. Uh, Will, have you got, have you? No, no, Ron, that's nope. great.
3: Have you Ron got a ended quick... it perfectly. We all need to do that.
0: Amen. Oh. Exactly, exactly. I hey ladies and you. gentlemen, we are uh, I just wish we had 2 hours. We just love to talk. Will, what an outstanding what you shared. That was great. What what you brought tonight, we need to think about those things. Um uh, you know, we uh those of you that contribute to this program we sure appreciate you we always manage to pull it through it's not a lot but it always comes through right where we need it so thanks for your help that way and what you could do and stephanie if you you can give you a 30 second or 45 minute professional okay
2: we're gonna make it short today so you can find everything there is to find out about us if you go to bbsradio.com Forward slash Raising Expectations. I'm not going to go through all of it, but that's where you can do all your giving. You can find out about us, prior shows, what's coming up, all the goodies. Um, I think that what Ron said is really, really important, which was impact the world where God has placed you.
0: That's right. Folks, that's what we're trying to do to make an impact. We're not coming in like a church, we're coming in like your neighbor. We talk about things where you live and who you are. And I appreciate the comments you can get back to me. It's what it's all about. We love God. We love you. We care about you. You're in our prayers, prayer requests I pray for them. So uh, stay close and we'll Thanks so much. We pray for you, your lovely family. God bless you, brother. We're going to we'll get you back on this ledger real quick. Get you set on the next subject. We need to keep you out in front. People in Texas want to hear you and they're hearing you on this show. I, I got the, the names coming in. So uh, and all of them are good. Don't worry. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> they're they're looking forward to you being with us. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in tonight. And hey, team, thanks so much. Love you all. It's great to be a part of a family together. Thanks, P2, for all the notes and all the work. It's a lot, man. Okay. <laughs> God bless and keep you. And Will, we'll talk to you later. Give you a call. And
1: thanks,
3: guys. Ron,
0: love you, brother. Thank you, Ron. the symbol over, you. over there. there. you are. Yeah. <laughs> <us>. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. All right. We'll see you later. God bless you, Will. See you soon, <laughs> Thank brother. you, Will. Appreciate it. Bless you, guys. you guys. Good talk. Friends, thanks for joining us on this week's program of Raising Expectations. We profoundly hope you found it engaging and at times humorous, but most of all uplifting so that we may with you one topic at a time each week become more encouraged to move forward to an exciting future in, as we always say, this thing called life in America today. So let not your hearts be troubled, your family finances, faith, freedom, It can be a great future as we talk, listen, respect, and pull together. Please let me hear from you. You can reach me at 972-922-8556. That's 972-922-8556. Or Joe Schofield on Facebook or LinkedIn. It'd be a pleasure to know you and we hope you'll listen in again next week on the BBS Radio Network.